Hi, you're listening to Cam's Take, and I'm Cam. So this is something that I've been wanting to do for a couple years now, which is go through Black History during Black History Month. Today um, is number one, day number one of Black History Month. And so I'm going to start from the beginning. Before um, I go into the details of the beginning of Black History which starts out with slavery, I want to define these two words. One is slavery, and the other one is indentured servant. The reason why I bring these two words up and why I'm choosing to define them off the rip is because this is a common rebuttal for a lot of racist and ignorant people that, well, everybody had slaves. Mm, Not the case. A lot of these other countries had indentured servants, which is an entirely different situation than slavery. Slavery is a person who's owned by somebody else, and it's indefinite. You're owned by that person for the rest of your life. An indentured servant is somebody who owes a debt to somebody else, enters a contract to pay off that debt, by becoming a servant to them. And once they have worked enough to pay off their debt, they're then free, which was not the case in slavery. You had slaves that were born into slaves and then had to be slaves, and then it just kept going on. There was no way out. There was no end of it. You were going to be a slave for the rest of your life. And the the conditions in which indentured servants and slaves endured were completely different at that. Generally speaking, indentured servants were fed well and clothed and sheltered well, whereas slaves were beaten and not fed well, not sheltered well, not given any real humane experience. And again, there was no... There was no end game. There was no, oh, okay, I've worked this long and now I'm free. You were a slave, your kids were going to be slaves, and their kids were going to be slaves. And that was that. So those are some of the differences in between, some of the major differences in between slavery and indentured servitude. Now, prior to becoming slaves, Europe, they started, you know, doing their ships everywhere, just going around the world, trying to conquer the world. And they started frequenting Africa. So the way it started, from my understanding and my research, is that different countries were selling um, prisoners of war to the Europeans that visited And as Europeans typically are giving their historical um, background and kind of what they do and actually what they do today, still do today, is that it's never enough, which is why you still see France and Britain all over the world, and especially having a chokehold on Africa to this day. So buying their prisoners of war wasn't enough. You know, the way 
Europe goes, it's usually they're insatiable. It's never enough. So then they started hiring or paying other Africans to enslave other Africans. So they were saying, hey, I'll pay you this much. If They were kidnapping. They were having other Africans kidnap other Africans. And then when they came with their money and then, you know, coming in with all these like deals and doing all this crooked stuff, it destabilized actually a lot of um, cities and countries in Africa. And it started like pure mayhem. And they just wreaked havoc. And then they went a step further and said, you know, we have enough power. We have enough people. We're just going to come into your countries and we're just going to kidnap them ourselves. The transatlantic slave trade enslaved 10 to 12 million Africans. 10 to 12 million Africans. That's how much... They work, or yeah, that they were doing in Africa. That's how much of a dent they put in the African population via stolen Africans and putting them into slavery. So, even prior to being stolen, they were already living in horrible conditions depending on where they were because they were already destabilizing countries and then on top of that you're getting kidnapped and then in addition to that sometimes they would have them trek up to 300 miles to the coastline just to be cramped in the bottom of a ship and fecal matter because they were chained by their necks and their ankles stuck down there could barely move or breathe and they were forced to defecate and urinate where they stood or sat. This is a two-month trip. The conditions were horrible. You're in a dark area. You have chains on you constantly rubbing in the same areas. There's open wounds. You're getting infections. You're you're getting diseases. People are dying. Your loved ones are dying. After you finally make the trek to the ship, and now you're watching your friends and your loved ones and your family members die and be discarded, chucked over the ship like it's nothing, like a piece of trash. So many people are saying those who didn't even make it to their destination are the ones who really won the ones who were really fortunate because unfortunately Africans went from terror to terror to terror. And some of those terrors we still see today. And the conditions on there as well as they was the women and the children were separated from the males typically. And another horrible thing that they would do would be to rape and abuse the children and the women. And in some history books and whatnot, they also talk about raping of the men. This is a two-month trip. I don't even want to know where their imagination went, but the, the conditions were horrible. Horrendous. And 
there are so many Americans who talk about how we can't make up for it. And it's true. You can't make up for everything. But you can try. And you can try to make sure that our trajectory is in a far better direction than where we came from. But unless we acknowledge that, we'll never get there. And clearly this country doesn't want to acknowledge it. Because in 2022, they're talking about how they're not going to teach slavery at all. And granted, they weren't even teaching slavery when they were teaching slavery. It was very sugar-coated. A lot of the facts weren't facts, and a lot of facts were missing. So this is just sad and dismal and honestly expected. A lot of African-Americans, I mean, we're not surprised. We've been slighted at every turn and continue to be. So in no way am I really, truly surprised by that, the fact that they don't want to teach it at all because, I mean, they were barely teaching it to begin with. But I have a platform where I can share the information that needs to be shared. And so that's what I'm going to be doing this month. It's going to be heavy. It's not going to be easy. And for African-Americans who don't want to listen to this and they just want to focus on the Black Joy this month and every month you can never visit these episodes, I don't fault you for that because the existence is hard and heavy enough. I personally have seen, you know, police brutality. I've (laughs) seen my family go through it. I have um, experienced the byproducts of it of them terrorizing my house and specifically my room for telling them like, no, it's not right for you to just come in here with no warrant. You can't just do that. We're the only like black family on our block. I mean, they repeatedly terrorized and pulled over my brothers. I was needlessly followed and intimidated. And They um, rammed our door open and told the narcotics unit that it was a drug bust in the house. They didn't find anything. There's nothing there. But it was just in retaliation of us not letting them just like run up in our house with no warrant or whatever. They had no real reason to at all. And when they did their quote unquote drug bust, there was nothing, nothing. So much of nothing that there isn't even paperwork. (laughs) They never did the paperwork for what they did to my family that day. There's no nothing other than the pictures that we have of our busted up door and our tore up house. They helped one of my brothers who happened to be at the house. Um, Cause I'm pretty sure, cause I saw them outside the house waiting, you know, their cop cars and I was like okay whatever this is ridiculous you know because the day prior we told them like I I don't know what you're talking about but you you can't just run up in here and that wasn't the first time that they did that that they tried to force their way in our our house and and try and buy something so when my brothers happened to still be there and they held him at gunpoint (laughs) with his and he was in handcuffs on the ground. Not a threat at all. They went through his phone without a warrant. That's just a couple of the things. Not so many stories, countless. These are the things, the stories that never make it to the news. 
These are common events for African-Americans in America. These aren't like an anomaly. What you see in the news is like every day, those are just the stories that happen to make it to the news. Working in activism previously, I was in heavy. There were so many stories that I thought should be in the news and were never in the news. Never in the news. I'm talking about young men who were shot and killed by the police, 14, 16 bullets in the body, and they have no, conveniently, no um, body cam footage. Won't even tell the family why they shot and killed their son. No explanation, no nothing. One of the bodies they held on so long that it, they couldn't even do their own autopsy because the police department refused to give her the body till it was completely like decomposed. That never made it to the news. That should have been on the news. But when I was seeing family after family go through all that, and I started thinking how many other stories are not being told, how many stories are not being made, you know, made to the news, make it to the news. So when you see us marching, when you see us posting, when you see our signs, we see us on the freeways, putting our lives on the line there up against a police line ain't nothing. That's our whole life. Our whole life is on that line, whether we like it or not. And so for you non-black people, this history session, personally to me, is like non-negotiable. You should be listening to every episode I put out there. And if not me, then somebody else. But if you're going to comment on what we're doing in 2022 and in 2021 and in whatever other recent year, you better know about 1619. You better know how we got here and the conditions in which we endured to get here and then the conditions we endured when we got here and continue to endure today. Because modern day slavery looks like the high rate of incarcerated black men who a lot of the times are innocent or given ridiculous sentences and records for crimes that their white counterparts are getting away with completely or getting a slap on the wrist or getting a misdemeanor when it should have been a felony. Meanwhile, we're getting felonies when it should have been a misdemeanor. And then being incarcerated for whatever amount of time of years and probably for a crime that we didn't commit and forced to then do labor, practically free labor, look up PIA, prison industries. They make furniture and whatever, all this other stuff. And they're contracted with the state State prisons, contractors with straight, they're making things that the state then buys. The state is essentially paying itself. And these prisoners are getting paid like nothing. So if that's not slavery, I don't know what is. False imprisonment? Wrongful imprisonment? And being forced to do labor? That's slavery. This is slavery rebranded. Some ways we've changed and other ways we've just rearranged. But if you don't know your past, you're not going to understand the present. You have no context. You have nothing to reference. 
So for you to refer to us with no context and no reference is insanity. Because you, how are you going to tell me that you know more about my existence when you haven't even done your own homework? You haven't even done your research. And even then, you're not in my skin. Even then, you're not walking around being black. You have no idea what it's like to be us. So before you talk about us, try and get some understanding of us first. And there ain't no excuse because we have endless amounts of information at our fingertips. So before you comment, how about you go ahead and read something? Actually contribute to this world in a meaningful way. Try it. Another way that I see all of this as I'm talking about, you know, the beginning of all of this about how families are separated and how we're stolen and the conditions that we're put in is so much comes back to today. So much of that we can see today. And honestly, it's disheartening. It hurts. It really hurts. Like I said, the family has been separated in so many ways. One of the ways is, you know, um, the high incarceration rate of our black men. So that's taking them out of our homes. That's less black fathers that can be present. That's less black brothers that can be there. You know, it's less black uncles and leaders for our communities. And then the horrible conditions that were put in. It's crazy because you can talk about slaves being, you know, at the bottom of a ship, standing in fecal matter. And today you see a lot of predominantly black, you know, urban areas that are built on on landfills, which are known to emanate, you know, chemicals that cause cancer and other health conditions. Again, living in horrible conditions or they're put next to these factories that put out all these pollutants in the air next to our schools and our neighborhoods. The fact that we're continuously underfunded at our schools in our areas year after year after year, black people don't make the budget. What we're seeing or what I'm telling you about happening hundreds of years ago is still lingering in today's world. But you wouldn't know unless you actually did your research. Because, as I said before, they don't teach. They don't teach the truth. When I started to really get some facts, I was in college. You literally have to pay for the truth. They're not going to give it to you for free. They're not going to give it to you through K-12. through Because then you're shaping and molding people into a society that you truly don't want. Which is black people actually being free. They still get paid off of that. Just look into prisons, privatized prisons at that. They're still making money off of enslaving us. People say, like, we're so dramatic. 
or, you know, we're so exhausting because why do you keep talking about this? It's because of these things. And I know me saying a lot of these things, like I know most people don't know that. They don't know these, fac- these facts that I'm spitting. They don't know. And this should be common knowledge. But if this becomes common knowledge, then our everyday life probably have to change because enough people are going to know the truth and enough people are going to be like, hey, mm-mm, this ain't it. And it's never been it. But they'll entertain you to death with TV and reality TV shows and this, that, and the other. And leave you completely unconscious of the things that you need to be conscious about. But that's why it takes a concerted effort, personal effort, to make sure that you're not just living in this world and not knowing anything about it, but that you actually do your part to know something so that you can contribute to something worthwhile. And that's for a better tomorrow, but we can't get to a better tomorrow until we dress yesterday. And people think like it's like this overwhelming thing. And in some regard it is, but it's not impossible. If you learn about Germany and post the Holocaust, they took down all of those statues and things. Meanwhile, we still have statues, monuments, quotes up of people who enslaved us. But let's get over it. But we're still going to praise those who brought about slavery and supported it. Uh, that, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. In a lot of ways, America doesn't. They just, they want you to just go along with the program, not complain about it, but then put you in conditions that you can do nothing but complain about if you're African-American. So that's where we're at. And we need to change the trajectory. We need to change tomorrow. But I'm going to educate you on yesterday first. Because you're not going to understand why I'm so passionate. You're not going to understand my pain. In many ways, after this month of me telling you about the history, you're still not going to. But at least you'll understand a little bit more of what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing. Because the lenses in which I'm looking through, through a black and indigenous woman, is not the same as you. And so I'm hoping to educate you on that. And I mean, a big shout out to my grandfather and my grandmother. They're both, they were both teachers. And education is something that I've always been around and I've always been passionate about. Definitely due to them and my mom continuing that. She's not a teacher, but she's always been a great teacher to my life and still is. And has carried on that tradition of letting me know, you know, different things that my family has gone through and she's gone through in regards to, you know, social justice and being black in America and being a black woman in America and what that means to her and what that's looked like for her and so many others. And that's opened my eyes and provided me clarity. And in some regards, I hope to pass on that clarity to you on a platform that's not just my family and not just my future daughter or son or both, um, but to your everyday person because everybody should know. Everybody needs to know because everybody sure as heck has an opinion on us but knows very little about us 
then and now. So I hope you stay on, on, on this road with me this month, especially if you're not black. And to my black people, I love y'all deep. Um, I'm so grateful to be black. I wouldn't be as caring and empathetic if I wasn't. If it wasn't for this struggle, I wouldn't know what it was like to be counted out. The moment you're seen, you know, to be looked at negatively for no reason, to miss out on opportunities that you've earned, to be in spaces that you should be able to be in, but are excluded from. I know what it's like to be an outcast. I know what it's like to be heard. I know what it's like to be in pain. I know what it's like to be rejected. I know what it's like to be looked down upon. I know what it's like to be abused. And it's caused me to be a more empathetic and caring person, passionate person. My blackness hasn't turned to bitterness. It's allowed me to experience my humanity and humanity in general and its fullness. And for that, I am forever grateful. Forever grateful. And a huge shout out to my ancestors for sacrificing and their lives. Literally and figuratively, but literally so that I could be here on a mic and create a platform that I could share their stories and our history. So shout out to them. I thank God for you all for never giving up. And even though there's a lot of trauma running through my veins, because that's what it is for black people. Genetically, we now know that trauma and whatnot is passed down through your genes. But a lot of resilience, love, compassion, artistry, intelligence has been passed down as well. And I would not be who I am if it was not for them. Moving the way that they did. Saying the things that they did fighting the way that they did. I'm forever grateful for them. And for my black people listening, again, like I said, I love y'all so much. I can't imagine living in a world without black people. The songs that get me the most hyped are by black artists. The jokes that make me laugh the hardest are by black comedians. The art that I love the most are by you know, um, black artists, the discoveries, some of the discoveries I love the absolute most and inventions are by black people. I It's just, you guys are the color of my world and the world in general. The world literally reaps so much joy off of us. TikTok challenges, to movies that we make, to sayings that we have, jokes that we make up common jokes, phrases. The world thrives off of us. And at the same time, works towards our demise. It's a crazy life we have to live. But I wouldn't share it with anybody else. I'm so proud to be a part of you and for y'all to be a part of me. 
So happy Black History Month. Cheers to the first episode and I'm going to keep going on to the next. Take care. God bless. And I'm out.